You are now listening to the hottest station. WDJC DB. DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com. Listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. Let's go! Welcome everybody to the special Downright Sports postseason episode, uh, the Wild Card Edition. I am your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic and the host of Downright Sports, which you can listen to weekdays from 12 to 1 on DJ Chase Radio, WDJC, DB, DJ Chase Radio, which you can catch and listen to, cell phones, computers, anywhere you can sink in and listen. How about that? Uh, also, you can listen to the show on Dynasty Radio, Fab 94.5, The Hitch, Trap Radar Radio, She Real Radio, and um, download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, everywhere. <laughs> you can also watch the show at... Um, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can definitely get clips. But this is very different. This is the postseason. We're doing these pop-up episode, postseason episodes, exclusively only on DJ Chase Radio and on the podcast platform on the podcast and platforms. Um, and the wild card round is over. <laughs> the wild card round is over. It's been uh, the wild card games uh, for the first time underneath this format, where it's the best of three. Uh, the home, the team with the best record gets home field advantage, and it's literally the first time we're ever seeing this format. And it was wild, and it was exciting, and it was pretty fun and awesome to be a part of. Uh, to just view the, the series uh, kicked off and started this past weekend, um, uh, Friday. Which I thought was career suicide for it to start on a Friday instead of ooh, I'm about to break some instead of kind of starting on a weekday. But I, and maybe because I'm just a huge baseball nerd, didn't realize that football happened. Now there were no games during the day, so I watched football today, but Friday, Saturday was glued, glued to the phone. Let me just let you know. So, let's give you the wild card series brackets, shall we? Uh, the first series, you had Tampa Bay versus the Cleveland Guardians. 
Uh, Tampa Bay were a wild card seed. They faced the Cleveland Guardians, who won the Central. Then you had the Phillies, the St. Louis, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, again, the Phillies a wild card team. The Cardinals won their division. And then you had the battle of wild cards. Tampa, uh, Toronto took on Seattle. The t- uh, Toronto Blue Jays took on the Seattle Mariners. To, uh, Seattle making the playoffs for the first time since 2001 had not have not did that since then haven't even been in the playoffs haven't even sniffed the playoffs had <laughs> Seattle Mariners in the playoffs relationship with zero like if the playoffs had a tinder profile they just kept swiping whichever way is wrong I don't remember <laughs> uh, and then finally you had the Mets and the Padres which uh, series just wrapped up. It's the only series out of the fir- the four that went the distance, went three games. We're going to actually start with that series first. Uh, game one, the Mets was beaten, beaten <laughs> with the capital B. The Mets got beat pretty bad against uh, the Padres. They lost seven to one, uh, which became pretty much the theme of the series for them. Game two, Jacob DeGrom took the hill. DeGrom did his thing. All right. He held the Mets down as long. I mean, excuse me, he held the Padres down as long as he could. You saw um, in game two, you. I hope I don't need that. In game two, you would see DeGrom take on um, Shell. And I can't remember his first name. Blake Shell. That's his name. He took on Blake Shell. Uh, they had a pretty strong outing against one another. Both former Cy Young Award winners. Everything's falling. It's disgusting. <laughs> but um, you would see DeGrom of, you know, ultimately just stand tall. And the Mets bats finally woke up. You also got to see Edwin Diaz. He came in and he shut him down. The, and it was kind of the game where you said, oh, this is the game the Mets is going to do it. They're going to, you know, this is the, you know, they, you know, game one, they sent out Max Scherzer and he couldn't get it done. Anybody who was anyone felt if you face the Mets in the playoffs, they got the best one-two punch. And, um, and Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. They spent a lot of money to get Scherzer, former signing winner for a World Series winner. They call him the warrior god. He goes out, does his thing. Me, personally, I watched him with the Dodgers last year, and I think it's over. I think the 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 loom of him is done. He's a, he gives a guy who gives up a lot of home runs. In fact, in game one, that's where that, that was the storyline, that their big gun, you know, Max Scherzer, the big gun. He, he faced Lou, he faced uh, Hugh Darvish. Two former Cy Young winners facing each other in a wild card game, which is crazy. But the the contrast is so different. Uh, Darvish seven innings, six hits, one earned run, four strikeouts. Right then there was the the Padres bullpen that just shut the Mets down. Then you look at Max Scherzer who went four. Innings, seven hits, seven earned runs. The Padres earned every bit of it. He gave up a home run to Bell, a former teammate. He gave up a home run to Grisham. He gave up a home run to Machado. That ball is still traveling. So he could not. And if you look, we're going to get to game three and the storyline you saw there. But it's unfortunate because if Scherzer can set the tone, we don't know where the series goes, but that can be said about anything. But the Mets never had a chance because he never kept them in the game. You go to get, you go to game two, 
the contrast where Jacob DeGrom hits the hill and he goes out and he gives the Mets everything he can. He gives the Mets six strong innings. He gives uh, only gives up two runs, strikes out eight, gives up only five hits, uh, gives up a home run to Grisham who hits one in the third. Um, and then that's it. That's the only home run he gives up. And then, um, uh, Machado picks up a hit, a RBI here and there. It was a two-out RBI. Fielder's choice, pretty much. But then you look at Blake Snell. Snell only went three innings, giving up four hits, he, uh, two runs. The game was pretty much close. It was the bullpen that let him down. And the Mets' backs woke up. Lindor hit a home run. Um, uh, Alf- Pete Alfonso hit a big bomb home run. And then they picked up hits from... Uh, uh, they picked up key hits from guys like um, McNeil. They picked up hits from, um, like, a, a Pete uh, Alfonso, who could be an MVP candidate. And so you finally kind of got to see the Mets wake up and then their bullpen shut things down. But game three, same kind of scenario. In game three, their pitching could not keep this Padres lineup quiet. They just could not keep them from basically, you know, going all bombs away on them or against the Mets. And then they sent out a guy, Joe McGriff, who is a stellar pitcher, strong pitcher. He went out there tonight and shut the Mets down. He only gave up one hit. This is a Mets offense. It's pretty potent, pretty stout. You got um, Pete Alfonso, uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, you, um, uh, excuse me, Marte, you got all these hitters, and they could only muster up one hit. Now, I watched all this game. It was the Mets was making solid contact, they were putting the ball in play. Unfortunately, the Padres had guys there to catch the ball. And you got to look at Joe went out there seven strong innings, one hit, one walk, five strikeouts. And then the Padres bullpen just shut him down. And then the Padres got, they didn't even have a home run in the game. Uh, They said not not one home run in the game, but they got key hits. These hits was hitting. They were hitting the ball where the players were old school baseball, just base hits. Get a runner on, move him over. Get a runner on, move him over. Get a runner on, move him over. They didn't, they think they had one double. Am I correct? Yeah, one double by Manny Machado. Everything else was single, 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 move a guy over, single, 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 move a guy over. Uh, if we could kind of give you uh, play by play of the game, you know, Austin um, or, uh, hits a single grounder to left field, scoring a run, Josh Bell. And then in the fourth inning, uh, Trent Grisham, he gets a single line drive to center field. He scores. Uh, Kim Manny Machado gets a single. Juan Soto gets a single. Like just just putting the ball in play. Consistent. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like you know what I mean. Just putting it out there. Putting guys in in the best positions to score. And not once did they get a triple. Did they get a grab? You know? Did they get a double? Just the, they just put that. That's playoff baseball. Hey, we put back the ball where the Mets. We're putting the bat to the ball, but the, the, they were just hitting to where the defenders are. So, the Padres will move on to face the Dodgers, which we're going to talk about in a second. But let's get to the uh, 
the first game that started every day, which was actually the, the series. Uh, I need that for later. Uh, you had the uh, t- you had Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians back in the playoffs. Tampa back in the playoffs. Both teams kind of have an identity of being a playoff team. But this was a pitcher's series. Pitcher's series, clearly, where you had the Rays and the Guardians in game one. You would have the Rays strike first. All right, now the Guardians has sent out Shane Bieber, who pitched a game. All right, seven strong innings, three hits, one earned run, which was a home run, strikes out eight. And I watched. He was dealing. He was out there, and they could not. They what happened was in the um, in the in the sixth inning, top of the sixth, Rays come up to hit. Uh, Siri comes up. Hits a home run, and he made contact, and that ball landed. And that was the only mistake that Shane made. But then in the bottom of the six, Jose Ramirez with a runner on gets a 2-1 home run, and that's all they needed. The, the This series had a total, a total of five runs scored in two games. That was it, a total. Because after Reyes hit that home run, that was the last run scored until the... 15th inning of game two. In game two, they went to battle. These two teams. And it, it, it makes sense because these are two teams that play this way. The Rays are a very good, sound, well-managed team. Cleveland, same thing. Both managers been to the World Series where Terry Francona has won a World Series. Um, Kevin Cash has been to the World Series. I think has he gone. I think he's only gone once. Um, he went during the pandemic. And face the Dodgers. Dodgers beat Houston. Yeah. I think it was it had to be the Dodgers. Yeah. I think I, I I'll double check. It doesn't matter. I want to say it's the Dodgers. I'm I'm comfortable to say it was the Dodgers. I could be wrong, but um if we take a look here in in the they went 15 innings, all right? Rays, six hits. Cleveland, five. Like, these pitchers, these starting pitchers went out there. Uh, for the Rays, they sent out Glass now, five innings, two hits. That's all he gave up, five strikeouts. Then the bullpen gave up. The bullpen, yeah, If you the bullpen pitched a total of five innings, something like that. And, yeah, uh, two, three, four, five, six. Pitched about seven innings. I was way off. They pitched about seven innings. Out of those seven innings, three hits. And the last one was the hit to win the game. For Cleveland inside, they had McKenzie, six innings, uh, two hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. Another strong. The Rays struck out 16 to uh, between the two starting pitches. The Rays struck out 16 times between the starting pitches alone. To give you an idea how strong the starting pitches were, the next pitchers to come in for the bullpen have a collective of two, three, four, uh, two, three, four, and ten. Ten strikeouts. That's it. And you know what I mean? Like, that's how strong Cleveland's pitching rotation turned out, which is going to make things a little... On the back, we'll talk about that. We're, we're, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. I'm used to doing a whole different kind of show. But Cleveland's bullpen... Shutting it down. And if you look at this, after the, the two hits that this starter gives up, they go one, two, three, four, five. Five different pitchers, no hits. 
five different pitches and three walks out of those pitches, okay? Tampa never stood a chance. They did pick up three hits with no runs off of their final pitcher in uh, the Hodges who won the game. He went three innings, and they got three hits off of him. But you got Cleveland's bullpen. Cleveland's defense tells the story of this series and why they're moving on. They have big bats. You got guys, you got um, Reyes, who's a huge batter. Um, they got um, Gonzalez, who looks like he's waking up and joining the state. It's the youngest team in the postseason currently right now. And they did it the old-fashioned way. When it comes to postseason baseball, it's pitching that gets it done. But Cleveland will move on to face the Yankees. The next series, we're, uh, the next series, you have Philly taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. This series was had the star power out of all the series. The Padres got stars, um, but you had the Philadelphia Phillies with. Bryce Harper, JT uh, Radone, um, the change of the guard in the management style. And then on the other side, you got the Holy Trinity in St. Louis, Pujols, um, Yachty, and uh, Wainwright. And in game one, in game one, St. Louis looked like they were giving all their fans the the fans was making plans for deep into the postseason. And then... It just came off the rails. It did. So, listen to how crazy this Phillies and St. Louis series was. Going into the ninth, going into the ninth, Philly was trailing 6 nothing. I mean, no, 3 nothing. Excuse me. I said that wrong. They were trailing 3 nothing, And then in the top of the ninth, it went JT got a hit to left field. Then Harper walks. Then Nate Castellano walks. And then a hit by pitch, which scores a run. And then um, Juan Salago singles to right field, scoring two runs. And then it just fell off the rails after that. And the Cardinals end up losing game one in the in the ninth inning. Going after having a great start from uh, Quinta. Five innings, two hits, one walk, three strikeouts. The bullpen shut it down until they got to Hershley, who gave up all the runs in the bottom. And then um, they got another run from their relief pitcher, like the the bullpen, where Cleveland's bullpen kept them in the game. Uh, St. Louis' bullpen lost them the game. And then if you go to game two, all right, the uh, game two start. Game two didn't have as many runs. But Bryce Harper made sure that there was going to be, there wasn't going to be a game three. All right, um, Bryce Harper in the very first inning hits a bomb home run. That ball just went deep, and he hits a home run, giving them the lead. And after that, they scored another run, and as they would say, that was the show. Aaron Donato went six innings, four hits, uh, one walk, six strikeouts. Done. Done deal. As far as what happened with the the Cardinals, same thing like the Mets, making hits, just hitting to people. Um, they Goldsmith zero hits in game two. All right, they didn't get anything. Our Pujols at least got two hits. Um, Yadier Molina got a hit, but the guy that they needed 
to get the hits, the guy that they needed to carry them. Their MVP, Paul Goldsmith, wasn't able to do the job. He wasn't able to keep them in the game. And you can't blame him solely, but even if you look at game one, game one, he didn't get a hit. He walked. Did he walk? Yeah, he walked. But he didn't get a hit. Like, you need production out of your big bats if you're going to move on to the next round. But these Phillies who fired their manager, moved on, and just picked up momentum and found themselves in the playoffs. And now, funny enough, the Mets, who ran away with the East until the last week of the month, have the Phillies and the Braves moving on, and the Mets are going home. How wild is that? Move on. Now, Seattle and the Blue Jays. This series probably captivated some sports fans, but this was the series I was worn out by, okay? Um, great series. Game one, Seattle wins 4-0. Um, they, the, their their uh, um, midseason trade at the deadline, uh, Luis Castillo uh, went out there and pitched a game. Boy, oh boy, did he pitch a game. He, get, he just went out there and was dealing... Uh, Seven strong innings, six hits, five strikeouts, uh, no runs, just shut them down, made things happen. And then uh, they got the, the coming out party uh, for uh, Kyle, Kyle. No, that's not his name. It's, um, yeah. What the hell is this guy's name? Yeah. Kale Riley, he had his coming out party in this series. Uh, in game one, he would get a bomb home run. And then game two, which was the crazy game, in game two, you had Toronto with a commanding lead going into the fifth inning. Commandingly in the fifth inning, they couldn't be, t- they were cruising. For bruising. So this is how the game kind of got started. Uh, the Blue Jays would score two runs in the second. They would score another run, get putting them up 3 nothing in the third. And then in the fourth, they would score another run, putting them up 5 nothing, And then they would score four runs in the bottom of the fifth. They were up. Eight to not, they were up eight to one because Seattle had scored a run in the top of the fifth, but it still was very commanding. And then the um, and then in the top of the fourth, it all came apart. And it's kind of sad, but it's funny. It all came apart. Uh, Seattle would get big home runs from Santiago, uh, who would hit a home run uh, on a 2-0, a 2-2 count with two strikeouts. He would get a big home run. But a lot like this Padres series, there was a ton of... Critical base hits, but here was the story. It was, uh, no, it was only one, so that wasn't the story, but it was critical hits, ball put in play, runners moved in position, and the main uh, Seattle able to capitalize and just take over scoring, uh, getting back in the game rather, scoring four runs. But even then, the Blue Jays scored one more run, giving them nine, giving them a nice, comfortable lead. Then the fourth, the eighth inning comes, and again, same thing happens. It's just base hit after base hit after base hit. The Seattle team is young. They're hungry. They've been built. 
to make it. They added a couple key veteran pieces to kind of, you know, help the young guns. But, you know, with uh, Rodriguez and now Riley and then you got Frazier. This is a team, um, Crawford, this is a team that looks like, whoa. Now, I don't think they're going to get it done with the pitching the way that some of the other teams will. But if you can hit, now, we're going to talk about who they're going to play in the next round. This may all have been for nothing because I don't think the Blue Jays had the pitching staff that they were hoping on or and preying on. Um, the Blue Jays were kind of pretenders, in my opinion. They're a good team, but I don't think they're built for a World Series. And um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. did them no favors. He was like, this is the movie last year. You saw the trailer. This is the movie. Like, bruh. Don't, don't, don't. You ain't want, you haven't won nothing. Like, you don't do that. Now, we already covered the Met series. We already covered all the others. Now, what's going to, we go into the divisional series. And here are the matchups. You will have, I deemed it the Hungry versus the Blue Bloods. Because you got a lot of Blue Bloods in here. You really do. The first series, you're going to have the Phillies taking on the Atlanta Braves. It's a divisional series. They're going to be two, no, three, three divisional rival games this postseason. Atlanta versus the Phillies, Houston versus Seattle, and uh, the Padres versus the Dodgers. So teams are familiar with each other. They've seen each other a ton. Uh, if you take a look, the favorite to win this series looks like it's going to be the Braves, according to FanDuel. Uh, the Braves are favored to uh, by 59%. They're saying to put your money on them. Predicted to win. Uh, the Braves heavily are predicted to win. Uh, the Braves are the defending World Series champions. It only makes sense. Uh, the Braves are who? Doo -doo -doo -doo. If you look at their head-to-head, -head, it's close as far as run scored. It's very close. Uh, they got it at 4.6 for Philly. 4.9 for the Braves. Uh, hits per game. eight per, It's a tie. Dead heat. 8.6. Uh, home runs per game. Braves take a slight lead there. Uh, batting average. Tie. On base percentage. Tie. This looks like it could be one of the most evenly matched series this entire postseason. Game one. I don't know if Philly has announced who they're going to throw out there in game one it doesn't let me see bum, 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 bum. I, I, I. <laughs> when is game one game i think game one is tuesday too by the way yeah game one yeah uh pitches have not been announced yet uh pitches the only series where pitches are announced are the astros and mariners and yankees and guardians so pitches haven't been announced but you have to assume, um, if you watch the Braves all season long, that they're probably going to go with their Cy Young winner. Yeah, I said it. I pronounced it. He's going to win the Cy Young. Do what I tell you to do. Kyle Wright, 21 wins. Five losses, ERA, 3.9. How many hits has he given? He's given up quite a few hits. He's got to stay away from the long ball because Philly will look for it. Kyle Swerver, um, Bryce Harper, JT. Those guys are going to want to tie. He gave up 19 home runs, which is not the most out of the starters, but it's the second most out of his starting crew. 
ace pitchers tend to give up home runs. If he does that, he's gonna. It's gonna be a very short series. I can. Mm, this is tough. The Braves last year came out of nowhere, in my opinion, and won the whole thing. Came out of nowhere, won the whole thing. Could I see Philly knocking them off? Potentially. But it's going to take Philly's pitching staff to get it done. And I don't know if Philly has the pitching staff to beat this Atlanta Braves team. Funny enough, Braves give up uh, Freddie Freeman and Matt Olsen just comes right in, plug and play, 240 hitter, 34 home runs, uh, 103 RBIs, never missed a beat. Now, he's not the, 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 the connected hitter. He's not a, a contact hitter is the word I'm looking for, as Freddie is. But this is a five-game series, in my opinion, unless the Mets pitching staff just, I mean, excuse me, unless the Braves pitching staff just shuts them down. All right, the Braves have a strong pitching staff now. And you got to say, the Braves got a break. They got a week off. But the Braves had to fight to get into the position that they're in, to have home field, to have that bye. And they got a Phillies team that just got finished playing. They're, they're going to have two days off. Wow. And the team normally that's still been playing is the team that has the most momentum. And home field doesn't matter as much in baseball as it does in, like, basketball. And I don't think, it, I don't think home field matters as much anymore as it used to because of the fact that technology has changed so much and hotel accommodations has changed so much. So um, going into this series, I see five games, and I'm going to give the edge to Philly. I'm giving Philly. Where's my pen? Because I need to write these predictions down. These predictions are live. I'm just coming up with it. So I'm going Philly in five, and a close five, too. Let's move on to the San Diego Padres taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Two teams very, very familiar with themselves. The Dodgers have the Dodgers have dominated that division for quite some time now. They have dominated that uh, National League West better than any team. But we know the Padres are hungry and they've been waiting for this. Now last year, um, did they face each other last? I don't think so. I don't think the Padres made it last year. That's right, because uh, the Giants made it. So, the Padres are going into this. They face each other on, is it Wednesday? Let's look at the schedule. Yeah, they do face each other uh, Tuesday. Sweet. Uh, matchup has not been announced yet. But, the regular season, Dodgers have dominated. It's the postseason. Postseason changes. Now, with the Udarvich pitched on Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, they can have Udarvich go on Tuesday. And if Udarvich is ready, I can see the Padres with all this momentum, with all the um, the excitement, knocking off the Mets, the trash-talking Mets. The Mets, like, you know, no sweat off their back. And now they got themselves out of it. You can see the Padres, uh, uh, Juan Soto, a guy that they went to go get a, a, a big, big postseason threat, a guy who has a World, a World Series championship on his ring, on his finger. You can easily see, and Manny Machado swinging a great bat. Could you see the Dodgers getting knocked out, sitting at home, getting fat? 
watching TV, catching up on the Jeffrey Dahmer movie, which I haven't seen. But with that being said, I think the Dodgers pitch starting pitching is just a little bit better. I think it's stronger. I think um, from what the Dodgers were able to do this regular season, they have been coasting forever. Winning is just something they know how to do. You got Freddie Freeman back in the, in the fact um, in the postseason, he was a champion just a year removed. Uh, uh, you still have Mookie Betts. You got, I mean, the the offensive firepower on the Dodgers it would would make any other team better, and they have the crux of them. Not to mention their their starting pitching is insane. Got a pitcher with seventeen wins, fifteen wins, twelve wins, sixteen wins. You still got Clayton Kershaw out there who had a pretty solid season. And he may not, he's probably won't pitch until game three, which is wild. They probably should start him at home. Um, but you, re- I would have to give the edge clearly to the Dodgers. And I think I could see the, I see the Padres picking a win-win at home. But I, I think you would have to be drinking if you don't think the Dodgers with an ERA of 280, um, home runs, they don't, they haven't given up a lot. I want to see what they've given up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The Dodgers, yeah, Dodgers twenty most. They've given up the least amount. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you if you're betting on a team to move on, I'm going Dodgers and four. All right, let's do that. Dodgers and four. Let's move on to a series that could either be a blowout or a fight, and that's Houston. In Seattle, uh, based on the odds makers, uh, Houston is the favorite here, a big favorite too, about 80%. Uh, the uh, 60% uh, believe that the, the Houston's just going to blow them out. Uh, comparisons. Actually, so if they look at the head-to-head, they're even in run scored. Uh, hits per game. Actually, Seattle has the edge. Uh, home runs per game. Houston has the edge. Bat and average per game. Houston has on base percentage. Is actually Seattle. Uh, but with that being said, which is the new word of the day, you be crazy if you're not thinking Houston like the Dodgers have been coasting, and that team is built for the postseason. That is a playoff caliber team. Uh, take a look at what, you know, you got um, Jose Otuve. You have, um, what's the guy's name? I'm about to kill his name. It's so hard. You, I can't remember everybody's name anymore like I used to. Where is it? There we go. And even the hitters I care about. It's that pitching staff. All right. Uh, if you look at their pitching staff, if you look at their pitching staff, you have a Justin Verlander who is going to win the Cy Young. Uh, I'm butchering his name. Frumber Vlander Vendia, excuse me. Uh, 17 wins, 6 losses. Luis um, Garcia, 15 wins. They have a strong front-line pitching staff, and that bullpen is ready. So just go on record. Seattle fans, be happy because it's a sweep coming your way. All right. So, Houston, sweep. And then, finally, Yankees-Cleveland. Yankees win this in four. Cool. 
Uh, Yankees probably will lose a game to Shane Bieber because he's a beast, but the Yankees won't face Bieber. Yankees may face Bieber on Tuesday. They might because he pitched on um, he pitched on Friday, so they may see him Tuesday, depending on what's going with with um, what they decide to do. But this Yankees offense has been dormant. They've been ready to hit. They've been ready to go. They got veterans galore in this lineup: Judge, Rizzo, um, Giancarlo's, and then Matt Carpenter's got activated. Josh Donaldson's been there. DJ LeMay, Hugh, like this is a team built for it. The only mistake I think the Yankees made is that they did not select um, Chapman, which I don't understand. How you leave a guy who you work so hard to get and you leave him off like this is, it's sad. I really like Aroldis Chapman. I think he's done well, but Yankees went in four. I, I really believe Yankees went in four. So we're not going to talk about the rounds after that because that's what another show will be for. But did the Mets fail? Yeah, unfortunately. They had a great season. They were a first-place team all the way until the last day of the season, the last week of the season. And if you're a Mets fan, you should be sad. One, because you're a Mets fan. And two, because your team, in my opinion, let you down. They did not hold their end of the bargain. They spent a lot of money to get guys. They spent a lot of money to... Um, make it happen and just to give you an idea let's paint a picture here september 1st all right september 1st the mets were three games over atlanta okay and then the series that took them into the weekend they started on a friday they were tied and then and then made the wild card and then some more so, it's sad to see the Mets not able to, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And that was give fans a chance to see them maybe in the World Series, but it didn't happen. And then, finally, we got a, you know, um, special, you know, it's melancholy, you know, you know, it's Pujols is no longer going to be in the league. Pujols, ever, I've seen that with Pujols his whole career. I thought it was always dumb that he left um, St. Louis to go to the, the, the angels of all teams, but seeing him, seeing him, Yadia Molina and um, Adam Wainwright back together one more time. I didn't realize Adam Wainwright was still around, but I forgot he missed years because he was just so hurt. But the importance to them, what they've done to that organization, that team winning championships, etc., etc. It was special, and you kind of hope, you know, I had uh, uh, a dream. I wanted to see the Yankees in St. Louis or the Yankees in the Mets, Yankees-Dodgers. These are, you know, these were series that you really want to see. Yankees-Braves would be reminiscent of the 90s. It would, it's probably best for baseball if the Yankees and the Braves actually face each other because two of the biggest fan teams in all the baseball. So, either way. And let's wrap it up. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be back when uh, the, Nat, the the American League and National League series are done. Uh, we'll probably do one for the American League, and then we'll do one for the National League unless they end the same day, which would be the best thing to happen to me. Uh, so once that is, you just uh, pay attention to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube for the updates for when the next pop-up episode is going to come up. This is exclusively only on DJ Chase Radio. Short, quick, to the point. Uh, regular episodes of Downright Sports. You can listen to 
weekdays on DJ Chase Radio from 12 to 1. Uh, you can download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Uh, appreciate you guys. Enjoy. Be safe out there as always. Deuces. We are lit. 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 Keep it lit. You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7. Science. It was folks from Butler who scabbed and stole those jobs, and I mean right out from under your ancestors. Butler's a bad, bad place. Chip, Chip, that's not true. Shut up, it feels true.
The Magic Johnson of the game These lanes don't wanna play with me Smile on your face But I really know you hating me I know you're mad Cause I'm sick And it's plain to see It's me Ride the Harley into the sunset 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 Ride the Harley into the sunset